Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting today, as always, from the Southern Bank Corps Studios at Hattiesburg and Laurel. It's Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. Kelly's out for a while. What a great show today. We've got Coach Will Hall, Brandon Hayes, Rodriguez Clark, all coming your way, as well as Louisiana Monroe head football coach, Terry Bowden, all coming for you in the next hour. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of our show, proud supporters of USM football and all athletics, and a great place to take your family for a meal seven days a week, and, of course, a great place to cater your next event. Glad you're with us this afternoon. And, uh, Luke, football practice well underway right now. The guys in pads. Kelly was out there yesterday, and uh, they're back at it again today. And, um Get your thoughts about what you're hearing so far, and then uh, we'll hear from Coach Hall. Yeah, um, they're in shells today, and I think they're taking tomorrow off. They'll practice Friday, and then they'll scrimmage actually Saturday. So I think it's the first scrimmage, uh, true scrimmage of the fall. We we talked yesterday um, about Avery Hobbes um, being unavailable for it looks like a, a quite a long time. And uh, kind of the, the the big news today was the the defensive line suffered a, a, a big injury. Um, Armandus Cooley, um, who transferred in from from Mississippi State a few years back, six three three zero five redshirt sophomore um, from Wayne County, he tore his Achilles, uh, and and so it, that that's a tough loss. A couple other guys are, are dinged up, and and on the the injury front, this is what Will Hall had to say uh, a little earlier. Bryson Mays, he, yeah, I think he's fine. I don't know exactly yet. He, he went out there and passed us. We just got him. He's an old guy. Had a lot of reps. That was the plan anyway, you know, to limit his reps and some of these young tackles get more and more work. And then who's the other one you asked about? Uh, Mahaffey. Yeah, Mahaffey should be back here soon. He dropped some weight early in practice. And, uh, you know, when you're monitoring your weight, when you lose some, you got to gain it back where you can go. He's a physical guy, too. We've moved him back to the D-line some of the young freshman tight ends coming in and uh, we want to try him out at tight end i don't think it was a bad move i think it was a good move and he learned how to do it so if we need him there we moved him back to defense to give us another guy right there and uh you know got high hopes for him one thing we did we did lose armandus cooley uh you know cooley was playing really well he he, he, he popped his achilles so he'll be having surgery soon and we'll get him back next summer we'll redshirt him and take care of him and love him and hate for him because he worked so hard he was pushing the start and a dynamic player you know so we're loving on him right now helping him through it and uh, helping him understand god's got a plan 
and uh, we'll get him back in the summer and, and, and keep moving forward. We got a lot of depth on the D line, and uh, those guys are stepping up. So Armandus Cooley tearing in Achilles, and and Bob, you you hate to lose a dynamic player. But uh, I was talking to somebody earlier, and defensive line is where you have depth. I mean, we've seen with with Jalen Williams, the, the Thomas kid out of Arkansas, some of these other guys. He, he mentioned how they had moved Jordan Mahaffey back on the front. Defensive line um, is a place where the Eagles have depth, but it always hurts uh, to, to lose somebody. It was the biggest part of the team's uh, improvement last year, I, I agree. And uh, you don't want to lose anybody, but like you say, if, if you're going to, uh, that's where it needs to be. What else Coach have to say today, Luke? So uh, another guy who actually coming back from injury and a guy that you actually uh, interviewed, Brandon Hayes from, from Oak Grove, uh, Will Hall really talked about him. Um, Dima Mixon put some videos out on Twitter, and both quarterbacks, both Wiles and Edwards, hit Hayes really on, on some deep routes today. And uh, Will Hall talked a little bit about how explosive uh, Brandon Hayes is and how good it is to have, have him back. It's interesting you'll hear what he said. Nobody really uh, – a lot of people forgot last year that, that Hayes was injured, and uh, Will Hall talks about his explosive playability here. Saying last year, people would say, people always talk about we lost Swayze and we lost Hayes. Like, we also lost Brandon Hayes. You know, like he was a really good player and dynamic and uh, had worked so hard to get where he was. And another situation of you don't know why God puts you through something, but uh, you learn as you go through it. And he's, he's embraced it, he's embraced our culture. And uh, I, I'm just hoping and praying that he stays healthy this year. I think he will because he is, he is a dynamic player that deserves it. So Brandon Hayes back and is showing off early. I mean, he's not in those uh, you know those first first three with Caston and Mims and and Jones, but you feel like Brandon Hayes is going to be a huge part of uh, the Golden Eagle offense this year. Well, Kelly actually talked to Brandon yesterday. Let's let's hear what uh, Brandon Hayes himself had to say. Last year at this time, Brandon, a lot of expectations. Even though you were young, you know, coming out of Oak Grove High School, but then that second. You know, early in the season, you got hurt. Take us back to that. Um, did you know it was going to be as serious as it was when it happened? Well, honestly, I did not think it was going to be, like, that serious. I thought it was just, like, something that I was going to have to sit out maybe, like, a week or two. But after the uh, MRI, Todd told me it didn't look that good. So, you know, I had gone ahead to prepare myself for, you know, whatever the worst could be. And then I got the, the bad news. That it was a torn... ACL, yes. Sir. So, how did you deal with that emotionally, mentally? Once you did know that it was it was bad news. Uh, at first, I kind of like stayed around my teammates, but once I came back, it was easy for me to deal with versus like when I was still like crutching around and I really couldn't move. But once I came back, it was easy for me to handle. Okay, I see, and I'm not mentally tough like you. Yes, sir. So I would always worry that something's going to happen yes. again. Yes, sir. Is that ever? I guess athletes at your level don't ever think about that. Uh, when I first came back, it, it kind of lingered around in my mind, but I was so confident. I worked so hard that I just knew, like, my preparation was good enough that I would be okay. Tell me about this receiving core so far, Brandon, what you've seen. I know we got a long way to go yet. but uh, I think we got a lot of depth this year, uh, more than you've seen last year, because, you know, last year it was more like JB show, which can't take away from him. He's a great football player. But this year we got more depth. I think we two or three deep in every position. So I think we'll be great. Last week at, uh, at Media Days in New Orleans, all the other media guys like me were saying, well, yeah, Southern Miss might be, but, but they don't have a quarterback. You know, who, who's a quarterback going to be? You know, I mean, the Chiefs know that Mahomes is going to be their quarterback. Right, right, right. They know Burroughs going to be the Bengals quarterback. To those people who are doubting Southern Miss that we don't have a starter at this point, what do you tell them? I think we got three, four, 
three, four good, great quarterbacks, and whoever Coach Hall ends up picking a start, I think we'll be fine. Okay, what did you see in practice today? Seemed pretty spirited to me. Frog had a good catch down there in the end zone. Uh, today was our first day uh, full contact, and I think it was a lot of energy. Defense played amazing, but the offense, you know, we uh, made sure that we got back at them. It was a back and forth today. What What do you want to get accomplished personally, skill set wise, Brandon, before the opener against Alcorn? Uh, I just want to be able to, you know, just be able to perfect the details uh, at full speed, even game game time. Uh, just so, like, when it's game time, I'm perfect, really. Confident yeah. with your routes yes, and cuts sir. and yes, so sir. on? Yes, sir. Okay. How good can this team be? I mean, considering you got Troy and South Allen, everybody's just, you know, kneeling at their altar thinking that they're the pre preseason favorites. Yes, sir. Uh, with all the guys on this team, our goal is to win the conference. So, we got a tough schedule, but I think we can be a double-digit team, uh, double-digit win team, 10, 11 wins. I think we're going to be great this year. How are you weight-wise compared to – you look like you've bulked up a little bit from uh, last year. Last year, actually, I might have been a little bigger. I'm like okay. 205 right now. Okay. Yes, God, I wish I was. <laughs> okay. okay. And uh, anything else you want to tell the Golden Eagle Nation that are listening uh, statewide today? Get ready, man. It's going to be a great season this year. So you think you guys are being undersold here? Yes, sir. Okay. We always the underdog. I think this is gonna be a good year, though. That underdog thing is kind of the Southern Miss yeah, way, though, we isn't love it? it? We love being. We love. We love that underdog. All right, Brandon. We wish you nothing but the best yes, and uh, to the top. Yes, sir. All right. To clarify, Kelly didn't weigh 205 pounds when he was in junior high school, but uh, <laughs> that's what Brandon Hayes uh, weighs. Now, I don't know. I mean, I, I know they lost a great receiver last year, but when you think about Caston coming back, you got Frog Jones, you got Brandon Hayes. I think it's pretty. Pretty talent uh, deep uh, when it comes to wide receiver, Luke. Well, yeah, you you heard what Brandon said. He called it the JB show. And, I mean, when you've got Brownlee out there like they did the last couple years and when you were limited at the quarterback position, you know, everybody in the stadium knows it's probably going to Brownlee and he still would pull off the catch. I think what he's he's mentioning it now is it's going to be hard to double, especially as the season progresses, it's going to be hard to double certain receivers because you're so deep at this position, like specifically with Hayes. People forget because of the injuries and because of you know who else was on the field. I mean, this was a three-star guy coming out of Oak Grove. He caught uh, over 1,300 yards, 16 touchdowns, played in the Miss Al game. And he would have probably given the Eagles a, a, a good offset, being at 6'2", like he is. But this year, man... When you start, they're, they're going to have, in some ways, like like two lines of receivers. And, and I think when you start looking at the guys who, who are behind, like Hayes, uh, you know, that are technically second on the depth chart, um, defenses are not going to get a, a, a drive off whenever Jones, Caston, and, and Mims come out. So it'll be exciting to see how he does. And, you know, as somebody who tore my ACL in my athletic career, it the, how he's running right now, it's, it's hard to get confidence back, to build it back. But, man, the way that he was running in some of those videos on social media, Brandon Hayes is back. It's going to be fun to watch him. All right, there's a new running back in town to compliment Gore. We'll be talking to Rodriguez Clark in the next segment. Also coming up, Terry Bowden's the head football coach at Louisiana Monroe. Kelly got an extended interview with him. We're going to bring that to you a little later as the Eagle Hour rolls along. Stay with us.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. This segment of the show is sponsored by Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net. It, of course, is the place to go get your Southern Miss swag. They have more than anybody on the planet. You can shop them online at campusbookmart.net. You can shop them seven days a week on Hardy Street right across from the Southern Miss campus. Don't forget you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast whenever you choose on TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Audible, Apple Podcasts, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. I want to let you know that uh, next week the guys are going to be gone and uh, – uh, just confirmed uh, next Monday, my good friend John Cox will be co-hosting the entire show with us on Monday. So uh, we'll have great stories with John Cox and a lot to talk about. And then Friday of next week, we'll have a special hour-long uh, Super Talk Eagle Hour with none other than baseball coach Scott Berry. So John Cox uh, co-hosting the show with us Monday, uh, Scott Berry with us next Friday. Uh, looking forward to what we think are going to be some really unique uh, programs uh, next week. All right. Um, not only have the Golden Eagles, uh, we think, uh, done very well th- with the wide receiver core, but the, they added another big running back uh, to complement uh, Gore, and his name is Rodriguez Dreek Clark. He is a transfer from the University of Memphis. Big things expected out of him. Kelly had an opportunity to talk to this youngster yesterday. Let's hear what they had to say, and then we'll get Luke's thoughts on the uh, on the running back uh, group uh, with this Southern Miss football team. Last week, Bob Getty asked Frog Jones where the name Frog came from. Now, your first name is Rodriguez, yeah. right? So where does Dreek come from? Well, Dreek come from uh, my next-door neighbor, Clyde Ellis. Uh, he used to play at Starver High. He kind of taught me the game of running back, got me out on my – sharpened up my tools and running back and stuff like that. So, yeah, Clyde Ellis. But I'm guessing it's just short for Rodriguez. Yeah, it's short for Rodriguez. Dreek, yes, Dreek. okay. Yeah. So living in Starkville, I hear there's another school up there. Uh, and with your resume, I w- was was that school never a possibility, Dreek, coming out of high school? Yeah, it was strictly Starkville High. That was my uh, mom graduated from. So like, no, no, I meant I meant the bi- the bigger one that made Maroon the the college oh, up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, Mississippi State. Yeah, uh, no, I wasn't gonna say it, but you yeah, said. they. They went messing with me, so we on. We're going to see them later on in the season. Can't trip about it, you know. No, you're right. You're right. So so how, so how? why the decision to go to Memphis? Uh, well, it was like love from the get-go with Coach Norvell. Coach Hall was already there. I had kind of committed to them guys my uh, upcoming senior year, June 6th, and I've been locked in with them since. Okay, so let's then talk about the decision to come to Southern Miss then. Uh, well, one day I just was chilling, and uh, Coach Hall had hit me up, asked me, uh, have I talked to anyone, which I was talking to people, but, like, they never – you were in the portal. Yeah, they never just came with the offer, and uh, Coach Hall told me he wanted to see me on that Friday. I came down here, and we got it back popping. Man, I hear from a lot of the guys, obviously not coming from you, they're just saying, man, you're tearing it up here so yeah. far. How do you feel? I feel great, man. I just feel good to be back in the program with Brotherhood, you know, giving my great effort like I usually do every day. And like I say, we're trying to bring a championship back here. A lot of, of course, lots of times, you know, the running backs are only as good as the offensive line. Uh, but from what I saw today, the line looked pretty crisp. Oh, yo, we, we stacking day by day, 1%. The biggest the biggest talk at media day last week was, was Southern Miss doesn't have a quarterback. You know, what, what are they going to do? They don't have a quarterback. So to those people, what do you say, Dream? We're going to be quiet. We're we going to show y'all our first game and all season long. We got some, we got some weapons on this team. 
Yeah, the a lot of the uh, coaches were saying too. It's running the football is going to be really difficult. The Sun Belt is transitioning from a really high scoring league mm-hmm. to a low scoring defensive league. You agree? Disagree? Why or why not? I disagree because the guys that we got in our room, I know they come every day to work, and we help each other out, get better, like from blocking to running. We always coordinate as one. That's what we're trying to become one. So, like, I feel like we're going to put up a lot of points this year. How does the fact that Frank Gore gets so much attention from other teams make your job easier, if it does? Uh, Well, I, I can just say... I, I just can't. I don't know what to say on them. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so I'm saying they're not all. There's more to this team than Frank Gore. Is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Oh yeah. They, if y'all want to focus on Frank, y'all focus on Frank. But I promise, it's more like we got a thousand weapons on this team. And we're saying this to the other teams. Yeah, to the other team, yes yeah. sir. Tell me about uh, about the receiving core this year, from what you've seen so far. Uh, we are getting better day by day. We got different guys showing up on uh, different days and stuff like that. But our biggest thing is we're trying to just come as one. What goal? What personal goals have you set for yourself this year, Drake? Uh, I don't have any personal goals. I just want to have a great season and win with these guys. Bring something special back down here. Okay. Anything else you want to tell to the Golden Eagle Nation, the people that are listening on Eagle Hour statewide, including Starkville? Southern Miss to the top. Sounds like a good answer to me. Good luck to you, Drake. Appreciate it. All right, Drake Clark, uh, what does he bring to the football team, uh, Luke? Because you do, you do need more than, than one really good running back, as, if you can have it, of course. Yeah, so so two years ago, he actually led Memphis in, in rushing, and he's more of a, a, a between the tackles. He's He's 5'9", but he's 200 pounds. And so each one of the, the, the top three running backs that we have with Gore Jr., of course, Frank's going to make you miss. Um, he's just no telling what Gore might do on any play. Um, Clark's a bowling ball. And then, you know, Kenyon Clay from, from Union, he's 6'1", 215. He's bigger than both of those guys. I feel like there's going to be certain aspects that there's there's – each one of these guys will bring, um, and I mean, we haven't even really talked about J.Q. Gray, the freshman out of out of uh, Oak Grove, who who will be electric. I mean, he's more of a of a scat back, but but I think Clark will get you some some hard earned yards between the tackles because he's five nine, low center of gravity. He allows you, you know, it allow it allows him to uh, to get under um, defenders and especially at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I, I I just feel like. There's so many options because n- none of these three backs, and then you start, you know, looking at other guys like uh, whether what Chandler Pittman, what they decide to do with him because he's listed at as a running back. What they're going to do with Rambo, um, Antevius Willis is listed um, a- as a running back. I just feel like Hall Hall has a stable full of guys that really none of them are the exact same player, and I think that's as what what Drake just said. You're going to look at this team, and you're going to say, "Man, they they can really attack you in, in a lot of different ways." So it's exciting, and as we talked about yesterday, and Heath brought this up with the offensive line kind of solidified, which is what you want. It's going to allow you know the them to really lean on this running game as as the quarterbacks catch up. Yeah, we're going to break some O linemen on the show next week. We've uh, had running backs and wide receivers so far. We'll focus on the offensive line uh, next week uh, when we go to practice. But when you're when you've improved your depth at running back and you're bringing in a lot of depth at the wide receiver and you have what what you believe is going to be an even better offensive line, well, clearly that takes pressure off the new quarterback, whoever that chooses to be. Correct? 
Yeah, I mean, the, even for an experienced quarterback, I mean, if you're if you're facing second and third and long, I mean, that's the recipe where you get beat because the playbook shrinks dramatically. From second and long, it shrinks dramatically to third and long. But, yeah, if you're able on first and second down to be getting five yards or more, especially, you know, if, even if you can get four yards, the, the four to six yard gain, I mean, that the playbook is wide open, second and medium, second and short. And so, it, yeah, it puts Wiles or Edwards in less pressure situations, particularly early in the season and particularly early in the game because uh, they can find their rhythm in, in reading the defense. So this is why you hear the running game being talked out a lot about because it's where the experience is. It's where you've got a top – Top 10, top 12 position player at his position nationally. Out of 130 teams, Frank Gore is a top 10, top 12 running back in the country. And so with an experienced offensive line, it's what allows you to be able to, uh, for, for Holman Edwards or Billy Wiles, to get comfortable early in the season. That's why I'm not, I'm just not buying these, uh, prognosticators, uh, that are saying five wins. I, I just, I, I just don't see that, Luke. I, I mean, Again, it's because of the question mark at quarterback, and it's because it's the toughest, you know, mid May. It's the toughest group of five um, schedule in the country, and and that's why the two lane game is is absolutely crucial in this first six. Um, not to beat a, beat a dead horse, they 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 need to go five and one to to have a chance to pull off. So if you're going to get in the eight or nine range, if that's possible, I still feel like seven and five is a great accomplishment. If if you're going to get to eight and nine, you you got to be five and one coming out of the, the the first half of the season. All right, we'll talk to offensive linemen next week, and then we got to talk to the special teams guys, Luke. We got to talk to the kickers, right? Brand the, new guys, the I mean, punters, that's, the kickers, yeah. That's one thing that they did do today. They got some kickoff work in, and you're you're replacing Mason Hunt, you're replacing Briggs Bourgeois, so. It's kind of like the the first year that I started in '03. We we lost everybody the year before and a bunch of question marks, and uh, that can be nerve wracking for a head coach. Uh, but they do have a lot of talent there, and you know, back in the day, man, it was just you know uh, a couple of those years. It was just me, McCaleb, Daigle, and and Barefoot. And now you know you look and they've got several guys out there. I, the year that we won the championship, we probably had in 2003. We probably had eight or ten guys. Uh, the rest of the time, we just kind of rode with five. But you look out there now, and there, there's going to be 10 or 12 specialists, and that just helps everybody out. All right, Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana Monroe, if you want to say it properly, is on the Southern Miss schedule. Terry Bowden coaches the Warhawks, and we're going to talk to him in the upcoming segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. Louisiana Monroe, one of the teams on the Southern Miss football schedule, now regular, of course, uh, in the Sunbelt Conference. As you know, Kelly was at Media Day uh, in New Orleans a couple of weeks ago and had the opportunity to talk uh, to a number 
of coaches. We're going to be bringing you uh, all of those interviews uh, in the upcoming uh, days. And then Luke is working on uh, getting all the play-by-play guys who cover uh, football in the Sun Belt on the on the radio show as well. So we're going to be bringing you a lot of interviews, a lot of uh, insight into Sun Belt football and, of course, uh, into Golden Eagle football as well. This next segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill right in the shadow of the rock. Great place for you to have lunch tomorrow. It's Catfish Friday. There is no better time to go to 4th Street Bar and Grill, and we guarantee you you'll enjoy some of the best catfish you have ever tasted. As we mentioned, uh, Kelly at Media Day talked to Terry Bowden, who's the head football coach at Louisiana Monroe, and here's how that extended conversation went. Coach Bowden, I said prior to our interview, I think you're a better man than I am because I think uh, with your credentials, I think I, I think I would just go to the house. <laughs> but really, it's kind of a, a kind of new life for you, a second coaching life, as it was. As it, it, it really is a very unique. And now my dad coached you at 81. I promise you, I won't be coaching at 81. I'm 67 right now, 28th year as a head coach. But I, I've been blessed because I had 15 years as a head coach and worked my way from Salem to Sanford to Auburn, uh, and then uh, but after 15 years. As a head coach, I got to get hired by ABC in New York, and I was a studio analyst for ten years, and that's too fun to be a real job. I mean, you're you're, you're an expert, you're never wrong, and you get to go to the championship every year, so you, there's not a lot of downside. And I was going to make a career of that. My dad was becoming one of the top coaches in America. I thought, well, I'll just be a spokesperson for the game of football, not for a team. And uh, and and I was good enough at it that I kept getting hired. Uh, but when I turned 50, I looked in the mirror and said, but I, I don't want to do this the rest of my life. And they're, you better make a change if you're going to. So at that point, I said, you know what? I don't really need to go. Let's start over. Let's go do another career. And I took Division II North Alabama and had fun three years there. Akron hired me, and it was one of the worst programs. And we got to the conference championship and went to a couple of bowls. Uh, and then uh, ULM, and then just like all coaches, new AD bought my contract out. I said, holy cow, 63, maybe I should retire. But I still had it in my blood. I did the analyst thing at, at Clemson for two years. Dabo owed me a, probably a favor because Tommy was he was his Tommy's assistant. And so uh, I didn't want to stop. And, and ULM really probably is the best place for me because I've had so much experience turning programs around, working with programs that don't have a lot, and uh, and it's and and I, and I fit perfectly. I, I may not win as fast as a lot of people want me to, but I do think we can turn the program around. And I'm having fun doing it. So maybe the bottom line is, as long as I have fun and enjoy what I'm doing, I'm not going to give up that platform to to relate to young men and have a hundred young guys every day standing for me. Uh, with a chance for me to make an impact on their life. Yeah, I know the, the salary is one thing, but a lot of yeah. coaches talk about that. That's why they do it, is really right. to impact young people's right. lives. Matt Cubitt, former uh, Southern uh, Miss coach now on your staff. Uh, tell us a little bit about about this squad coming in this year, Coach Bob. Well, you know, I, 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 re- I really like this squad. Now, when you say that, well, Coach, you've had so many. But I, I love players that love to play football. They're excited. They're enthusiastic. They're committed. They, are, have, a, they, have, they have high goals for this season. They've been fun to coach. And that's hard to say with the transfer portal and losing five offensive players that didn't graduate. You know, then you start over again. But I really have liked from January where we picked up most of our transfers to get our numbers back to even through the few more that we picked up after spring ball. I've loved how they've worked. 
I've loved their energy and excitement. And I just I feel great about this group of young men because of who they are and the and the energy and commitment that they've had, as well as our coaches. I just have a it's a great bunch, and I I don't like to rate one or the others. But when I have to say why, Terry, why do you like this group? You've had so many. They just love that. I love coaching them. I love being with them, and and, uh, and I just believe good things to happen to people who who who, uh, who pay the price and enjoy what they're doing and work hard at it. Uh, that good things will happen. So what's on the punch list, uh, particularly here early in the season? What are some things you what, – what keeps you up at night too, Coach? What are some well, things just you the, 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 we, the schedule doesn't have any – there's no wiggle room. When you play uh, Ole Miss and Texas A&M and Army as your non-conference games – and they could put you one and three real easy before you get to one of the toughest group of five conferences in America. Uh, you try to say, okay, where you know you know the old trick of pulling out the envelope and here's my record. I'll write down the ones I think I can win and put it in my desk. If you if you if you went down by any kind of line or whatever that is, you would have a hard time writing W's down. But by just being positive and seeing the possibilities of each game, I believe this can be the year that we have that winning season and get to a bowl. We got to win a lot more close games than than than. Uh, uh, not a lot more, but a few more close games than we've been able to win. But I think I, I think everything that you can know at this point, the type of players that you got and the type of coach you got, um, I, I, I like I like the ones that we've got and where they are. What are you expecting from our Southern Miss bunch this year as you look at the Western Division, of which you guys are a member? Well, I, you know, I've known your coach for a long time. I think we had the Bowden quarterback receiver camp for 15 years, and it was a premier one. And I think Will came since he was about eight years old. We had him for about 10 years, and I worked with him, and he's not much taller than I am. And I will, I will give him a slight edge probably. But uh, he's a winner, and I think he's going to win no matter where he is. And so in that extent, I think Southern Miss is in good hands. Southern Miss has also got a different heritage than us. They, uh, they've always been the, the look at having to look over their shoulder at Ole Miss and Mississippi State, but when it comes to playing Division I football, they've always played Division I football. And I remember when I was at GA at Florida State and they beat us 55, that quarterback, I forget, in the 1980s. Uh, boy, he was a big running quarterback. But they've had great success. I want to say Bowles 20 of 25 years, the last 25. They've had success most of the time. And so Southern Miss has been exposed to – playing bigger people and in and, and, and a bigger arena a little bit more than we have. Uh, but they're in a tough conference, and uh, there's a lot of teams that have as much or more. And so, uh, like us, but from a better co- viewpoint, coming from a little different background, uh, we all have a very tough schedule because I want to say Southern Miss, like us, plays two Division ones on the road. Like, we're the only two in the conference. There's another one that plays two power fives, but they get one of them at home. That's a whole different deal. So when you play two on the road, uh, a power fives, uh, then you got to knock off a Tulane like they did last year, and that's not easy to do, you know. And so they, uh, they, uh, they've got a great challenge too. But like I said, they're in good hands, uh, uh, and they, uh, they, they have a, they have a history of wanting to be successful in football. Final question: You said you're not going to be 81 like your dad was. That you're going to, you're going to get out of it before then. What will make that determination, Coach Bowden? What? Is there something that has well, to happen or not happen? Because I've heard a lot of coaches say, "Look, the transfer portal. If they don't, if they don't get a handle on this, yeah. I'm not going to have to. I don't want to re- recruit my team every year, well, etc." Well, first of all, you better get a handle on it because it's not going anywhere, and you better be willing to recruit some new team because, you know, when I got into football, there was unlimited scholarships. You had, I mean, Pittsburgh, Johnny Major signed 96 and won a national championship, and it's changed to 45 and to 25 and to Prop 48s, and and all kinds of different things have happened. 
uh, and you've got to adjust with the time. If you coach from decade to decade, you better be ready for changes. Just like if you were the first coach to put the wishbone in and won a championship, if the last coach to take it out, you got fired. But you better understand portals. I lost five guys to the portal. I don't want to lose five non-seniors to the portal. But you know what? I picked up five guys just as good, if not better, that were not the top players in the portal. They were a good group of five players. And so I think you've got to embrace You don't have to love it, but you got to embrace it as, hey, we're going to reload. And I do think that uh, you, if you don't do that, you're going to drive yourself crazy wishing it was like it used to be. Because I imagine when NFL went to free agency, that changed the game for them a lot. And uh, franchise players and all the things, this has changed us. But it, but But – I think it, of all places at ULM, where the grass often looks greener almost everywhere else, you've got to embrace the portal and say, if we're going to continue to coach, we've got to say, how can I uh, improve the roster uh, and the quality of the roster? So, so does it? So I have embraced it as I have over the decades. Because again, this is a 40, 40 years ago I became a head coach in college, so it's been a long time. And so I think you have to embrace the differences in the game, and uh, it changes some. I, I hate that kids won't grow up loving their alma mater, that they'll know the fight song, that their colors won't be their colors, that they won't meet their wife at their school because they'll have transferred four times. We're going to lose something that's not going to come back in that regard. But I think as a football coach, the older I get, I'm going to have 100 kneeling before me every day, and they're going to make, and I'm going to be able to make an impact on them, and I think that's important. Coach Brown, we wish you nothing but the best. Hope you win every game except one. Except one. I'll take that. I'll hold you to it. God bless. All right, Luke. Yeah, Terry Bowden, uh, pretty cool, you know, to have a Bowden in the conference. Uh, he's what one close to 200 games in, in his career, but but ULM last year four and eight, three of those losses uh, were one one was to Texas, one was to Alabama. They played Coastal really good. They only lost 28-21 to Coastal, only lost 41-34 to South Alabama. Of course, the Eagles beat them by 10. They beat Georgia State. Um, Troy got them pretty good, but you know, it's one of those teams. Uh, they they did lose their starting quarterback Chandler Rogers transferred to to North Texas, but uh, looking at their schedule this year, as he mentioned, the, the non conference is daunting. At Texas A and M, at Ole Miss, get Army at home, and then November the fourth, Southern Miss will be uh, will will host them in the Rock. Uh, they also get Troy at home. They travel. Um, to Texas State, and they get App State and South Alabama at home. So Monroe would be one of those teams, though, maybe a few surprises can help the Eagles out, maybe knock off South Al or knock off Troy one week. But pretty cool to have a Bowden in, in the conference. That was a good interview. No question. I think we should remember they played the Eagles tough last year, too. That was 10 points, like you say, but uh, it was in doubt there for quite a while. Louisiana Monroe head coach Terry Bowden. All right, we'll be back, talk a little basketball, wrap up this edition of the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Wednesday from the Southern Bancor Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, happy to have you along on the Super Talk Eagle Hour for segment brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. DBATHattiesburg.com is their 
website. Of course, you can find them on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Great facilities, pro shop, instruction. It's all there at DBAT and D1 Training um, in Hattiesburg. If you missed uh, the Eagle Hour earlier, um, and, and we had some great interviews with Terry Bowden, some interviews with Brandon Hayes, sound clips from uh, from Will Hall. You can go back and listen on demand, supertalk.fm, or you can catch the Eagle Hour in podcast form, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Audible, or you can just have Alexa, uh, just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Eagles uh, were uh, finished up uh, practice today, their seventh fall camp practice. Biggest news of the day. Um, redshirt sophomore defensive lineman Armandus Cooley tore his Achilles. He's out for the season. Um, some more guys are banged up. Of course, we reported yesterday Avery Habas um, still out indefinitely with an undisclosed medical issue. So, yeah, not 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 good. Uh, but you've got depth at the defensive line. But wish uh, Armandus uh, the best of uh, his best wishes as he has surgery and will recover. And like Hall said, uh, we'll love on him and uh, we'll get him back next um, next summer all right yesterday we talked the women's basketball men's basketball schedule gets released today first off november 19th to 20th they will be competing in the jacksonville classic bunch of teams there but they'll be in the bay bracket with cornell cal state fullerton and utah valley that's the only um non-conference except for a game against akron on november 10th the big news is the conference schedule um, is released. The Golden Eagles will start off on the road with a tour of Georgia Saturday, December 30th against Georgia Southern, and then January the 4th against Georgia State. They get James Madison at home and then travel to Monroe for ULM and then on to Troy. Then they get Arkansas State and Troy at home on a Wednesday and Saturday in mid-January, travel to Coastal Carolina, and then Marshall the last weekend of January, Arkansas State on the road, Texas State on the road, and then Old Dominion at home. Man, that's a lot of road games for for the Golden Eagles, uh, but they are the defending regular season conference champions. But yeah, Bob, you know, after season one, everybody's going to be out to get you now. Well, no question about it. it won't be a surprise, and uh, it seems to me that they've kind of reloaded very well. I wonder how these schedules are made. You talked about that long road trip, and then I think after that they. They come back and and maybe play four or five games in a row at home. Am I right, am I right about that? It's pretty scattered. I mean, I, I missed the first one. They they go to Georgia Southern and then they get Georgia State at home. They get James Madison home. So it's a they start off uh, one two one, um, and then they then they go Troy on the road, Archie State at home, Troy at home, and then they go to Coastal. So they mix it up some. But down the stretch, let's see three out of the last four games. Or on the road, you end um, February seventh with Old Dominion at home. Yeah. So and then uh, yeah, and then I'm sorry, I, I should have kept scrolling, Bob. You're absolutely correct. Down the stretch, three out of the last four at home as well. Texas State, South Al, Louisiana, and South Alabama. It helps to keep scrolling. <laughs> yeah. And then they close at South Alabama and at Louisiana. So I mean, you know, it's just just got to play well every game, and we know what it means to go play South Alabama. We learned that the hard way, and. Uh, at Louisiana, certainly not going to be easy. But, you know, I don't think they expect it to be easy. But, boy, I tell you what, Luke, you look back two years ago and things look a lot different now than they did then. 
They do, and and uh, this is interesting, a little wrinkle in the schedule. This is why I, I, I got lost in the schedule. So you'll remember they've announced this MAC SBC Challenge, and it's, it's basically two games a year with the with the MAC. That's the Akron game at the first part of the season. Then midway through the conference schedule, February the 10th, you'll have a, a MAC team coming um, to Reed Green Coliseum. That's on February the 10th. And so that's why I was I got to the bottom I was like we're in we're in like mid February and that's the end of conference season. No, at the in the uh second weekend of February you'll actually have a Mac team coming in. So it's kind of weird, you know, right in the middle of conference season you'll have a non-conference game. Uh-huh. But yeah, Eagles uh will will start December 30th, close conference schedule March the 1st. Tomorrow Sports Writers Day on the Eagle Hour. We'll of course have our weekly visit uh with Patrick McGee talk a little Saints football from down in New Orleans. Then a very good friend of mine and a Legendary sports writer in Mississippi, Chuck Abity, Luke, is going to join us uh, tomorrow. And, uh, you know, Chuck was um, was the sports editor in a different era when uh, when the Hattiesburg American was a real newspaper and really covered Southern Miss athletics. Be interesting to uh, get Chuck's perspective on how much has changed since then. And, boy, has it ever changed, Luke. Copy and paste. Copy and paste on Twitter. Copy and paste those links. But I, we – we will, you know, give credit where credit's due. Um, during at the end of baseball season, specifically, uh, a, a great job um, from the Claren Ledger covering Scott uh, Scott's last ride, and of course that bled over into the Hattiesburg American. So, yep. Speaking of Scott Barry, a full hour with the coach a week from Friday on the Eagle Hour. Looking forward to that. Luke and I'll be back tomorrow at one o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.